Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we have Jim. Jim. It's baseball season, baby. Super Bowl last night. Football is over. Done. Finito. Let's go. It is done. Pitchers and catchers report in two days. Yeah. Time to get excited. It is. We mentioned last week that this this was the last week where there's no baseball involved. So it's official. This is the first week where there is baseball involved. And probably can't come soon enough for most Pirate fans. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. How about before we get into that, you you want to just quick touch on the uh, the Super Bowl last night? Yeah. Good game. Kind of. You know what? The first half was terrible. I was like, yes. this is one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever watched. And then you know what? Usher turned it around. Usher came on, put it down for the halftime show. Pretty good show all around. And then the second half was was excellent. Good call. Vegas just needed a little A-Town stomp. And <laughs> that's what they needed. Yeah. <laughs> Got ourselves a game again. Yeah, that was Connor asks if uh, if we want any money. So I know for a fact that Donardo did not because he so if you were reading our locks so we we put out our 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 North Shore 9 staff picks you know for the game last night and Donardo said Travis Kelsey over 0.5 touchdowns that didn't end up happening which ended up being good for for Donardo but he was a dummy and he had put under 0.5 touchdowns in his parlay bet now he missed the rest of his parlay, so it didn't end up mattering. <laughs> but no, I hit everything else but Tyler's. Tyler's birdies INTs what did yeah. me in. Yeah. But you are right. Um, you are right. That was my yeah. lock. I gave great reasons as to why. I mean, how's Kelsey not getting a touchdown last night? And well, I hit the under when I submitted. You you like told everybody Kelsey's gonna score a touchdown, Kelsey's gonna score a touchdown. And then you screenshot your bet and you send it to the group and you put under. 0.5 touchdowns for Kelsey. I'm like, there's no way he did this on purpose. Like, he's just being an idiot and he clicked the wrong button. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And what's but funny? no, Connor, I did I did quite well. It was probably one of it was probably my best Super Bowl ever. Oh, really? From gambling Congrats, from a gambling yeah. standpoint. It was it went really well. So I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> well, good. Jim's won some money. Baseball season is is uh, uh is here and uh good stuff, I guess. Yeah. But, but no, during the game, like in the second quarter, uh, Robert Murray tweets out that there's you know serious talks going on between the Pirates and Yasmani Grandal, and uh, not much Clearly not a football longer. Fan. Yeah, not much longer after that, um, news came out that they uh, agreed the Pirates and and uh, catcher Yasmani Grandal one year, two point five million dollar deal. One year, two point five million dollar deal. Yasmani Grandal. I'll tell you what. If this time, if this Pirates team, if this was 2022, 2021, you know that area, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, this be a good team. Martin Perez, Marco Gonzalez, Yasmani Grandal. Team would be stacked. You have thirty five yeah. homer, Rowdy Telez in there, right? I have some thoughts. 
And I will say this. You just mentioned how the rumors were happening during the Super Bowl, right? The actual move happened during the Super Bowl. And I was kind of drunk during the Super Bowl. So I say that I say that just because I know. Be glad I'm here right now. It is 7 a.m. Um, no, but I, I do just say this because I've followed Yasmani Grandal's career. You know, like I know the guy and I've looked into him before this because ironically enough, you know, we talked about him a few weeks ago. So it's not like I've dug deep into his numbers and stuff right now. But what I want to say is, man, I don't know, Jim. You know, it's just it's it's one of those, like you said, like I'm I'm fearful of Grundahl's just not good. I mean, he hasn't been good, you know. He, he I'm fearful aged, that that's just yeah, he has aged poorly these last couple right. Of years. And like I get like there's a lot of issues that was going on in Chicago, and a lot was involving him. So I don't know if maybe the change of scenery is is actually going to help in this situation, right? Like maybe that will help. Maybe he just needs to get out of Chicago because it was draining the life out of him. And that's why he performed very weakly. I doubt it to be some extent, but he's just been very, very bad. And now it's another year, right? Like this is another year added on to his career and his resume that I just don't, I mean, there's a reason why he signed for $2.5 million. That's part of it, you know? And, Sure, he'll come less. Off. That's less money than Austin Hedges got, by the way. Like that's how teams think of Yasmani Grandal. We all know Austin Hedges. Austin Hedges got more money than Grandal. I'm speechless, but yes. And, and and right, like that's where it's just. This isn't to to argue, fight, compare, whatever. But just this is why I I really wanted. Sanchez, you know, for the seven million that sense, like he is a difference maker. He brings talent to the team. He makes the club better. And the Osmani Grandal, it provides insurance. Like that part, I get right. Like Henry Davidson's workout. Like there's still, it's, he's better than Ali Sanchez. I feel like that that could be a fair comp, right? He's better than Ali Sanchez. But like that's where the bar is right now. Like, is the guy better than Ali Sanchez? How about can this guy help push us to the playoffs? I'll um I'll say this about Grandal. Um he he's not the guy he once was, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh would I would I rather have had Gary Sanchez, right? We've been on this show the last this is the third week in a row now we're talking about catchers on this show, uh, amazingly. Um and we talked about how they need to go out there and they need to get somebody kind of as like an insurance policy for for Davis, uh like just in case something happens. I think Jason Delay makes a perfectly fine backup catcher, but like if, yeah. if if Henry Davis is able to catch, and we've talked about this quite a bit, if Henry Davis is able to catch and do it effectively, then you know this this deal is just this is a backup catcher that you're signing, right? Um, if Henry Davis isn't able to catch effectively, and you've got to scramble and you've got to go to Plan B, Grandal delay then becomes your plan b right as much as i don't like yasmani grandal i said once the the gary sanchez rumors came out like i was all kind of all in on like gary sanchez would make a lot of sense here once they missed out on gary sanchez you're now moving on to grandal 
Grandal Delay is a better combo than Delay Ali Sanchez. That's that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't really have too many complaints about this move. Like, what do I necessarily like Yasmani Grandal? Not really. I think there's like some there's a tiny bit of bounce back potential here just because of the walk rate. Like last year's walk rate was it was basically the lowest it's been since 2017. So like if that walk rate can get back to like normal for him, then he's a perfectly capable major league backup catcher, right? Like that walk rate climbs back into the the mid teens where he's been pretty much his entire career. Yeah. Then then this is fine. Like even with the power going away, the defense is still okay. He's not he's not bad defensively. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's he's not bad. I, I don't really have any complaints here. I guess my, my only complaint would be like I, I wish they would have gotten somebody better for this spot. But the pirates are better today than they were yesterday. Now, is that marginally better? Sure, probably. Um, but this is this is what this is. This is an insurance policy mm-hmm. in case Henry Davis doesn't work out. You now have Grandal delay instead of delay Sanchez. That's really all this is. $2.5 million. You're not expecting Grandal to really play a whole lot. But if he has to, it's a better situation today than it was yesterday. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Like at all. I, I don't. It's just, I guess my, my issue is the entirety of the offseason again. Like, that's where we're coming from. Like, every move, and I jokingly say now, you're on to Rowdy, but I feel like every move outside of Rowdy has been talked in the same way, which is fine, but it's part of the problem. It's that, like, in a vacuum, this this makes the team better. In a vacuum, this isn't bad. But when you look at all the moves together and say that this is the offseason that was put together for the 2024 Pirates Outside of Chapman, like I'm, I'm just sorry, but outside of Chapman, nothing is a needle mover. Nothing, nothing, and they all provide so much more risk. Like the, the risk with Grandal isn't so much health, like others are, um, but like he's like the risk is he's just he is bad, and it's going to stay bad. You know, the risk is he is who we thought he was, <laughs> and as a bad player who provides negative war, right? Nothing positive. And that's my issue. You know, like, like I don't hate this, especially for two and a half million dollars. Like, I don't hate adding a Grandal for two and a half million dollars. For one, Grandal's a catcher I've loved. I mean, Grandal's a catcher I've wanted on the Pirates for actually some years now. Yeah, you've loved Grandal for a while. I just didn't really want him in 2024, and that's the year I get him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, the one year I'm like, you know, Grandal would not look good on this club is the year the Pirates get him. Um, yeah, I mean, 2021 is such an anomaly. I mean, we talk about three true outcomes, and the guy walked 23% of the time, struck out 22%, and then like hit how many home runs? 23. Like, that was such a weird year from him. I, I mean, such an interesting year from him, I should say, more or less than weird. Um, but then, like, after that was his last good year, three and a half, four, and then it just he fell off. And again, like, I know there's a lot of issues that was happening inside the clubhouse in Chicago that time. And all of last year too. And again, like he seemed like a big part of it. So again, maybe there's, maybe there's more more in the tank. He just like mentally wasn't there. And like, I'm, I'm over this. I, I don't know, but yeah, like two and a half million dollars for 
Yasmani Grandal right now. I like that. But another one of these moves to cap off this like offseason is just like it's just not enough. That's just where I'm at. It's just mentally where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, you look at the offseason as a whole, and everyone that they've added is like the bare minimum that they could do. Like, except Chapman. Like, that was the one move where mm-hmm. it was like, wow, okay, like, this is something, right? Everyone else, though, like, Marco Gonzalez was two teams, like, two teams just threw away Marco Gonzalez because they didn't have room for him in their rotation, right? They're basically paying the Pirates to to have Marco Gonzalez this year. So that was really your first acquisition. Um, Edward Olivares was acquired. And I kind of like Olivares. But again, Edward Olivares was acquired because the Royals didn't have room on their roster to add, um, you know, their their flurry of free agents that they were signing. So you got you got Olivares. You've got Gonzalez, who were just kind of castaways. You've got Martin Perez, who was coming off. You know, he won a World Series, but he was taken out of the rotation during the season. Um, You add Rowdy Telez, who was non-tendered and lost his job halfway through the year after being injured. Now you bring in on Yasmani Grandal, who clearly, again, isn't um, isn't being brought in to start. He's bringing. He's brought in kind of this insurance policy that we're talking about. Talking about, yeah, it's it's just not a lot of uh, rocking the boat, like you mentioned, needle movers, right? None of these really are needle movers. These are all floor raisers. Like all of these moves keep the Pirates from being like a hundred lost team, or maybe even probably probably even like a ninety lost team. Like they keep the Pirates in like that seventy five ish win. They don't range, but yeah, none of these moves are like you know what this is going to make this team good. I guess where I'm at too is like I question how much it really raises the floor as well. Again, I don't like, know having Grandal. Like if you need Grandal to to start 80 games, that's a better than Ali Sanchez starting 80 games by quite a bit. Sure. sure. So I mean that that's what I mean by like the floor, like. This makes the floor higher. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is where I'm at. Uh, so instead of like a negative one war player, you're adding possibly like a negative half war player. Yeah. <laughs> y- you know what I mean? I think, I think Grandel is capable of putting up more, a better seat. Like, so I think he, if the walk he, rate comes back, he's capable as like, much the as the pirates back. are capable this year. Of winning eighty five plus games, like, like that variance is there. It's, it's that there. variance is there, but in the same sense, they're also capable of winning sixty five. I would put more money money on the Pirates winning eighty five than losing sixty five. I agree. I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. But my thing is, there's just such such a high variance in this club. And Grandal adds to it. Like you're saying, it's better, but Grandal could easily be a negative war player. Like he's been a negative war player two seasons in a row. So why is it insane to think he could, at the age of 35, fall off even more? And when he was a negative 0.4, negative 0.1, like what's we'll say he can't he can't be a negative 0.5 war player this year? 
Like he absolutely could. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm alluding to here is just, there's, there's just so much of a variance that you're adding more of those type of players to this club that it doesn't really stabilize anything. Like I, I question what this, like the floor truly is, you know, you bring me like, we're talking with Alex, you know, the rowdy and Carlos Santana, like Santana raises that floor. He just doesn't really increase that ceiling too much. Where Rowdy Tellez, that varies. Like Rowdy Tellez is a negative war player. He could easily also be a negative one war player this year again. Like he's already done it, so it could happen. And and again, like that's just where I'm at. Like I don't really look at these as much as pushing the floors. So instead, you know, as I'm getting at, like Ali Sanchez, Grandal's probably better. I I get that, but like marginally better. He he could be just barely better than Ali Sanchez. That's a real risk that this turns out to be. So again, yeah. like that's just where I'm questioning how much the ceiling's truly being improved upon. Jim, I'm a week away. We talked about maybe two weeks. We talked about this two Starbucks ago. The words literally came out of my mouth, and this is from someone who likes Grandall. I question if I want Kurt Casale over Yasmani Grandal right now. Like that's the level of tier you're talking about as far as catchers that we're talking about. It's like who's remaining in free agency. And those are my words because I just feel like Kurt Casale's safer. Like I feel he could at least be a major league baseball player this year. And I, I fear Grandal could not. Like those are like you clip it from two weeks ago when I said, well, this kind of goes back to that conversation we had with Alex last week, right? Now, yeah. like, is Kurt Casale probably the safer option? Yes. Like, is Kurt Casale going to give you negative one more? Like, who's like more likely to give you negative one war? Grandal, Grandal. or Kurt or Casale? It's probably Grandal. But who's more capable of giving you one and a half war? Casale Grandal. or Grandal? Right. So I think that's what you know. That's that's the play here, right? Like, there's still a little bit of upside in Grandal. Now, like, don't don't twist my words here and say that. Like Ryan was twisting my words all last night, saying I was applauding this not signing. Ryan. Right. And and I'm like, I'm not applauding this signing, but there's there is more upside to Yasmani Grandal than any of the remaining free agent catchers out there. Right. And and we'll go down the list. Manny Pena, Kurt Casale, Mike Zanino, Cam Gallagher. Those are the options. Like those are the other options yeah. right now. This is why Gary Sanchez would have made a lot of sense, right? Um, right. So once Sanchez got off the board, that's what's left. Um, and and yeah, like can this can Grandal have a bad season? Yeah, and guess what? If he does, you gave him two and a half million dollars, right? And then you're still stuck with what you had. But there is some upside here. Again, I just kind of go back to that walk rate. I don't think Grandal's ever going to hit like he like he did in the past. But mm -hmm. if Grandal can at least get that walk rate back to to where it's been his entire career, I think he has the possibility of at least being somewhat useful. That's that's kind of my take here. I would rather the Pirates go for the the more risky high variance player, honestly, than the safe pick that you know is not going to give you any value whatsoever, but he's just not as bad as your other options. So again, if you if you if you're saying Jim, pick between Gallagher, Casali, Zanino, Grandal, and Manny Pena. I'm going. I'm going Grandal. Like I think. Like if, if those are my options, I'm going Grandal. 
So once again, to just say what I did before, I don't disagree with what you said right there. The problem lies in the fact that you chose to be left with those options. You know, like, like again, like that's where I'm getting. Like, I don't, I don't disagree, but again, the upside could be there as much as the downside could be there, which is literally like the MO of the 2024 Pirates. Like, that's just my issue with this team is, again, like there is just so much variance. And all the guys that they're bringing in add to that variance. I'm not saying Grandall was the wrong choice over Kirk or Sally. I'm just saying what he provides and how that fits right into the exactly the 2024 Pirates. Like this team could go literally any way right now for 2024. And that's just where I'm, I'm nervous about. And again, like that's again, like I'm saying, like, I don't think they're not capable of winning 85 games. I don't think they're not capable of competing for the division. I just don't think that they've put themselves in a position to feel confident that they will be in that position. And that's what the Grandals do, right? That's what the Rowdy Telezes do. That's what the Marco Gonzalez's do. They give you that possibility, right? That variance is there, but you don't feel confident. And it's because you've chosen all of these moves. And again, like that's, that's again, like this is where I'm at, right? Like you put yourself in a position to be left with just these guys. So you're making the decision of, would you rather have Grendel because of that upside? The answer is yes, I get it. But you put yourself in that position that that was your choice. You could have made something. Uh, this isn't, this isn't, I, I want this to not be misconstrued. This isn't the harp on because they missed out on Gary Sanchez, right? But like, if you got Gary Sanchez and you made that happen, that removes all this conversation. And now you have that guy that's you're comfortable with that can make this team better. And you don't have to worry if he can be a negative war player. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in, in hindsight, I wish the pirates went about this off season entirely different. Correct. I wish they shot another part of the store. Just I mean, that's that's no. I mean, you're right. That's that's what it comes down to. Is like everything that they did this off season is the exact same thing they would have done two years ago, three years ago, to just fill in a roster. Like they just filled their roster. That's really all they've done. Yes. Uh, again, like outside of Chapman, I, I give them credit for that. That was a complete blindside move. That's true. Chapman being the one, the one difference. But everything else, you're right. It, it's literally every one of these moves is a move they would have made during a hundred loss rebuild season outside of Chapman. Yeah. Instead of signing Rich Hill or Tyler Anderson, they signed Martin Perez. Instead right. of getting Jose Quintana. Or Vince Velasquez for pennies, they got Marco Gonzalez. Like these are all identical type moves to what they've Vogelbach. just been doing, right? And, and what they've been doing hasn't been good. They're just banking on a lot of their current options to get better. Like that's they're putting all the we talked about. They're putting all their eggs in that basket, Donardo. <laughs> They're putting all their eggs in the basket. <laughs> Not to bring up that their, conversation. <laughs> their current players are going to be better this year than they were last year. Um, one positive spin 
on Grandal. I'll give you this, Jim. One positive spin is with a Gary Sanchez signing, you're kind of pounding that, hey, if he can play first base, that'll look good. Grandal can't play first base. I, I guess the, so. The one positive is he also can play first. I said something good. My job go. is done. Yeah. <laughs> 16 games at, uh, oh, actually, six, six games at first base last year. So it's not like it's a norm, but yeah, I guess he's he's capable of playing the position. He's played 95 games at first base throughout the course of his career. So there you go. And he's been average. I mean, that's all you could ask for for Gary Sanchez. Yeah. So, anyways, there is that. There is that. But, yes, sir. Um, yeah, pitchers and catchers, two days away. So, you know, baseball's in the air. We're about to get those videos from beat reporters, cell phones, mm-hmm. uploaded into Twitter, these grainy videos from 200 yards away. Um, so get ready for that. Um, get ready for a lot of people to be in the best shape of their lives. Gonna gonna see some of that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's that time, but, baby. Yeah. It, By the way, Vladdy Jr. is in the best shape of his life. Then <laughs> that's for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people are. This, this is the best shape of your life season right now. Um, and that's Cy Young I mean, coming up. I'm excited. It's it's just one of those things. Like no matter, it's like that that uh, that GIF, right? Like no matter what, they always bring me back in. Like the the sound of that baseball hitting the catcher's mitt in mid February just makes you makes you ready for the season. Yep. I'm hundred percent with you, man. Like don't misconstrue also anything that we say, like as far as like we hate baseball, the piracies or whatever. I mean, I'm ex- so excited that the season's starting. <laughs> it's it's back. I mean, honestly, like it baseball is back. I'm legit excited right now. This week is awesome. And I can't wait for those stupid terrible videos you know and i can't mm-hmm. wait for someone to see another video like not leaked but another video from tread from somebody to throw one pitch and then to say oh he's back we're ready he's back we're cooking <laughs> i can't who's wait for all the dumb takes on twitter who's gonna be there's always this time of year too you're always gonna get those stories where it's like you've got the veteran and it's just like a picture of them talking to a younger player and you're like Oh my God! Maybe he's teaching him this or, or this. You know, like last year, it was Austin Hedges is teaching these guys really how, Rich to, Hill. how to be a catcher. Rich Hill's yeah. teaching everybody how to throw breaking balls. Who's going to be this year's? Who's going to be this year's main teacher? It's a good question. I feel like it's got to get a to uh to Perez, right? Like he's going to be the the savvy veteran who's like the crafty lefty, you know, and just uh. Mm-hmm off the world series, you know, high. And he's got so much to give now. Like I came from a world series team and let me make you guys better. I feel like he's going to fit the mold there. Grandal yeah. too. Maybe Grandal. I, I I'm waiting for the, there's going to be like a picture of Grandal sitting on a bucket, right? Just like watching Henry Davis catch that, that picture is 100% being posted online somewhere. Yes, absolutely. And he is 100% just zoned out, not thinking about anything. Yep. But in that picture, 
He's making there's also going to be a catcher. there's also going to be a quote where it's like, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to come in here and you know do my part and 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 really teach these young catchers how to how to how to you know be a major leaguer. Yeah, that, that's definitely being said. Also, the pitchers. What's Grundall? I mean, Grundall. I mean, coming from the Dodgers too. What's what's he going to teach Quinn Priester? Think about that. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's the uh, the game within the game. There you go. <laughs> well, we can't leave out the pitchers, but he's going to bring this as well. <sighs> See, now I'm just staring at Yasmani Grandal's fan graphs page, and I'm just like, what if he does what he did in 2021? <laughs> what if he does what he did every single year before 2022? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of going back to this, like the, the the guys they brought in were all have all been good at one point in time. They just aren't really all that great anymore. Except Chad. that's true. That's true. They were good at one point in time. Every single one of them. So maybe there's a, there's a slight difference in the signings this year. Every other year where they're making these signings in the 100 loss rebuild club, you can't say that for all of them. So this year they went the route of we're still targeting that that talent, that type of player. It's just that type of player also had to be good at one point. And yeah. they were. So yeah, that's, that's a good call. Yeah. All right. Instead of just riffing some more about pirates and catchers, because I could just talk about that for like another hour. Why not? Yeah. Um, anything else that we want to talk about of note? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, yeah, well, I guess the only outside news is like Clayton Kershaw signed with the Dodgers. Nothing else has really happened either, right? Clayton Kershaw signing with the Dodgers. I don't really want to get any. any. We, we have made our thoughts known on Trevor Bauer multiple times throughout this offseason, yeah. so I don't need to uh, get into that. I think, yeah. Um, but he did say uh, yesterday on Twitter that um, – that they he he re, they reached out to the pirates and the pirates said no. So, so there's your definitive answer from the source. If yeah. all the other beat writers, but Bauer basically spent the whole weekend whining and begging that nobody's going to sign him. Blamed everybody but himself, and is basically just begging for a job at this point. Uh, but no one seems to be uh, picking him up on this offer. Yeah. I'm with you. You want to see what we said? There's the Trevor Bauer episode. And here are our yep. thoughts on why. But um Yeah, right. we talked about this for an hour a few weeks ago. Yeah. So just go go back and watch that. And if we didn't, other people did. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and get out of here. Appreciate y'all for watching. We'll be back again as always. And uh, I guess when we do come back for NSN Live, Christian Catchers will have reported. So exciting yeah, stuff. NSN Live oh. on Thursday. Thursday yeah. this week. Yep. Yeah, Thursday we'll, is on live because happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, we won't take you away from your your Waffle House and White Castle uh Valentine's Days while you're reading the new Alex Stump article on MLB.com. That's right. To your significant other. So happy Valentine's Day. We'll come uh ready to go on Thursday night. Yep. Thursday night. So we'll see you then. Don't pay attention to this graphic at the end of telling you times because I did not update it. So Thursday we'll be back.
See ya. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks. Oh, 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 oh,